Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Okay, thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Justin Wells. He's the CEO of Interlaced.io. Interlaced is a leading IT service management company with operations across California, servicing clients nationwide. Interlaced helps its clients organize, modernize, and manage their technology infrastructure so that they can align their technology stack and support their business strategies. This is so that they can meet compliance and security requirements to work with Fortune 500 companies and beyond. Justin, thanks for so much for being on the show today. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, could you actually give me a little bit about your background and how you, you know, became an entrepreneur, became the CEO of this amazing company, and then we'll kind of go into Interlaced a little bit more in depth later on in the show. Sure, sure. So I grew up in rural Indiana. Um, growing up, like the people I idolized um, people, mentors, my uncle, some, uh, friends, parents, all had been entrepreneurs. Um, and I was always super, um, like intrigued by the fact that they don't have a nine to five job, the fact that they've created something for themselves. Um, I've always like thought of myself as a builder, um, you know, working on houses, working on cars, um, you know, fixing things, building, building new things, and just always been so intrigued with like people who can just set a vision and go out and, and, and build something new and novel. Um, so yeah. that's, that's what really got me interested in, in entrepreneurship. Um, I left Indiana at age 18, uh, went to the Naval Academy, um, free college plus like guaranteed job, um, right. plus like a sense, sense of service. So I was, I was uh, really looking forward to just kind of giving back um, and seeing the world. So I was an aviator in the Navy for 10 years. Um, and towards the end of that journey, really just like found myself more and more just reading about entrepreneurship, reading about innovation, reading about business, um, went to business school, uh, at UCSD primarily cool. because they had the entrepreneurship, uh, focus. That's awesome. Um, yeah. While I was, while I was there, started a company with some friends. Um, so it was part class project and we just took it and, and ran with it, participated in a couple accelerators, some incubators, uh, pitched at all the various pitch fests, went, went out, um, trying to raise money. Um, ultimately, uh, did a, you know, some, some small pilot programs around, around town. Um, we were, uh, attempting to deliver food at the airport. So oh, the really? company was called air course. Um, cool. for some friends and I started it one, you know, an operations professional, kind of an aviation professional data scientist, uh, in a, in a finance person. So the four of us, um, you know, took it and just kind of ran for, about a year and a half, never made money. Um, <laughs> okay. Never, never that lost happens, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good good news is, um, you know, we shut it down after about a year and a half. We we thought we had a pretty good product. Um, you know, approached the airport with it, went through an RFP process, and ended up, uh, you know, going pretty far in that RFP process and lost to a 
a larger airport concessionaire who ended up marketing the the concept. Um, and okay. so good, good news is we learned a ton. You learned a ton. Yeah. I mean, you got funding, you started a business, yeah. right? you went through the whole process. Yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, um, walked away, um, didn't, didn't lose any money. Uh, but, um, you know, had a, had a really good run, made a lot of connections, made a lot of friends. Uh, definitely. And, and this and was where on what, what year? This is like 2016, 2017. Cool. And so that was kind of like your really big trial run. You, you know, you got all the, the, you know, the information and the, the strategies and the, the ways that you're going to be able to, you know, produce a successful company. And then how did Interlaced eventually come into the picture? Yeah. So that was, um, so when we shut the company down, it was right around the same time I was transitioning from the military as well. Uh-huh. Um, and so at that point, um, had a couple other ideas, but didn't have a good runway. So I ended up going to work for Intuit um, and business development and partnerships, which super, super um, proud of the work we did there. Grateful, like made, a, again, made a lot of like good uh, relationships, learned a ton, got to work um, with really, really smart, um, innovative people. Um, so there, like I focused on uh, financial um, partnerships. So worked with everyone from Coinbase, uh, Chase nice. Bank, Green Dot, um, and built products like new new products that we got to de- uh, deploy to millions and millions of people um, that help you know help them improve their financial um, position and help them get more money back on their tax return, help them get their tax return faster, um, and and put the the money to good use. So right. super um, super proud of the work we did there, and then also got to learn a lot. About two and a half three years into into it, I was starting to get the itch again. Um, and actually, uh, made the decision entrepreneur to, itch. <laughs> yeah, made the, made the decision to leave into it. Um, so I ended up, uh, working on the transition plan to, to wind down there. Um, at the same time, um, got approached from a private equity company, um, to come head up interlaced. So interlaced is a 10 year old, um, private equity backed company. Um, and then for me, what was really interesting is, really good company, amazing team, fun and innovative clients. Uh, and then the company is just also positioned really, really well uh, against four or five trends for, for growth. Um, so getting to take that kind of entrepreneurial mindset and mm-hmm. propel it on the next, uh, on, on the next phase of growth. Fantastic. And that was around um, 2018, 2019. No, this was uh, actually in the fall of 19. So uh, okay. about nine months ago. Fantastic. So, you, so you really got into this position where you're able to, you know, run this well-organized, fantastic company um, mm-hmm. because of the work that you did previously in other companies. So I think that's an interesting direction, um, and maybe there's a lot of people that are good, that have gone that direction. People have this weird concept that if you you have to start from the ground up, you know, to be successful, and, and you obviously do to some some degree, but you know, the, there is many times where you can go into a company when it's already developed and kind of, you know, get in that CEO position because of the work that you've done previously, which, you know, I mean, at the end, you know, you just want to, you know, live the life of your dreams. You know, you want to be, you want to work for yourself. You want to, you know, yeah. you want to create an impact, all these things, and you can do it many different ways. So it's an interesting perspective, um, you know, an interesting journey uh, when it comes to something like this, because it's not like you're the founder, right? So you weren't the founder right. of the company. Yeah but you came in, you know, at a later date, 
um, and helped, you know, build and scroll it. So interlace.io is, you know, you, there's a lot of things that it does, obviously it's been around for 10 years, um, you know, and working with fortune 500 companies is fantastic. And so Coinbase is, is with Intuit, correct? Correct. That was a partner at, at, okay. uh, at Intuit. Yeah. And so, so, so interlace is something like, you know, obviously Apple's pretty massive as far as like everything that they do. So there's a lot of different ways you can make uh, mm -hmm. money or in, in it. What, how is, how are the different ways that interlace.io creates revenue? Yeah. So you can think of interlace as an end to end IT department for a company who either can't afford to have an, an IT department. It's not core to what they do. And so they'd rather outsource it. Mm -hmm. or they're at the, the kind of stage where they're looking at hiring their first IT person, um, but they realize that that person's going to be underwater from day one. The, you know, a young IT manager will have to unwind, you mm -hmm. know, 10 years of history as the company has been growing and stacking things on top of each other, adding new systems, adding new people. Um, and then they may not have all the skills they need to be successful in that role. They have to balance kind of strategic thinking how do I align the, the infrastructure with the business model? I have to do all the, you know, brute force day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, monitoring, patching, you know, device troubleshooting, et cetera. Um, and so that's, that's where interlace comes in. So we have a few different revenue streams. First is, is kind of an inclusive um, managed service offering where we come in and we're effectively your end-to-end -end cross-functional IT department. And we give you access to that broad set of capabilities for a fraction of the price of what you would, would pay for that one IT manager. Right. And then and so those, train them and everything. So it saves, saves a ton of money. Correct. Yeah. So those things are procurement, device deployment, you know, supply chain, uh, help desk, uh, IT like strategy, like CIO, CISO type of, of functions, project management. Um, and so, and, and help desk staff. And so you get all of that packaged, um, with learnings and optimizations over hundreds of clients over, you know, 11 plus years. Um, so on day one, your IT program can be really successful. Otherwise you're hiring, you know, an IT manager and, you know, in our markets that can run you 120, $130,000 plus benefits. Right. And then you have to go out and buy the tools. You have to go out and buy solutions. And then that person has to learn and grow into the role. Um, so is that so like we, on a monthly basis that you work with companies? So you charge them correct. on like a monthly basis, like, you know, yeah, and then yeah. on it, maybe is there like a year to year contract a month or a month to month contract? Correct. So we typically do like a, a 12 month contract. Um, we, we have some wiggle room in that, but you know, we put a lot of work in up front. So we usually try to spread out the costs okay. um, over, over the year. Um, and then we try to make it really easy on a per user per month model. So it's almost like any, any SaaS product. So you can, you can budget it as you grow your team, you know, you're going to, you're, you're going to grow your costs. Right. And the other thing, the other reason we really like the subscription model is it aligns our interests with the clients. So the client's interest is that their IT program works really well. Their users have access to all their data. They don't have, they don't get locked out of their accounts. Um, you know, everything works, all the apps work together. Um, our interest is, you know, we, within the subscription model, we make money when the client doesn't have to call us. Um, and right. so, and so our incentive is to be proactive, to keep everything working, to keep all the apps together, to take any feedback we receive from ticket volume and help it improve the program to improve user experience. Um, and so we really like the subscription model for, for all those reasons. It balances your, 
your incentives with the client um, and keeps keeps everybody happy and it keeps us on our toes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like a lot of moving parts that you guys are managing for them, which ensures that it's going to be a profitable direction and everything's you know working appropriately. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one half of it, and then the other half, um, we do projects, what we call professional services for our clients, and that's everything from deploying new technologies, um, helping you know implement all the controls that come out of a security audit. Um, so upgrading uh, you know infrastructure and systems, um, uh, designing, architecting, building. Um, you know, networks within offices, upgrading your conference room, all of those things, you know, are outside of the scope of the typical managed service yeah. monthly agreement. Um, more designers, developers, that kind of team, right? Yeah. Things, uh, I would say like project managers, okay. um, like a network administrator, architects, those, okay. those kind of people. Um, and we will do all those things um, for the clients. So a lot of our, a lot of our clients have really unique business models. Um, and we will design, help design their office space um, with them to be supportive of the business models for things like co-working spaces or things like, um, you know, kind of courier uh, delivery type of services or places where wow. potentially like, you know, we have a lot of branding agencies, design studios, and they may partner with a large like Fortune 500 company and need a co-located space so they can access data and keep the, that company's data secure, but they can, you know, all be in there designing together. Um, and so we really try to, to shape the network and the infrastructure to be in support of those unique business models. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of, a lot of different things that you guys provide in a lot of, a lot of different companies. I mean, it's, it's a, it sounds like a ton. I mean, I guess for 10 or 11 years, you know, kind of figure out how to do these things and, mm-hmm. you know, develop a lot of unique connections and make it happen. Um, so you have two, 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 essentially two ways of creating revenue, um, within it, but then there's so many different demographics and so many different things you can do that it, you know, can continue to expand and grow. Um, with, uh, with everything is that, so with Interlace, uh, you personally, is this the mainstream revenue that you've created with Interlace or have you kind of invested in different ways of creating revenue as well? For, for myself? Yeah. Yeah. So I think for, for the next few years, I'm I'm solely focused on uh, growing Interlace. You know, I'm I'm looking at things like um, starting to angel invest. Uh, I've worked in that space previously with some of the local um, Tech Coast Angels and and folks there that's doing analyst work. So understand the the space a little bit, have some unique perspective from you know just seeing seeing the client networks and being involved in the San Diego and San Francisco business um, communities. Um, so thinking thinking about doing that, uh, but you know I've got a we've got an awesome uh, company and we're yeah. scaled for growth. And so the next few years, I'm, I'm uh, majority of my focus and time is helping the team grow and helping the company grow. Yeah. One thing I found with uh, many entrepreneurs and CEOs is that they are very busy. So when taking on new opportunities, they look at, um, you know, how much money is this going to make me, you know, what kind of impact is it going to have? Uh, is it something I could stand behind? Um, and then how much time is involved in this whole thing. I think that's why a lot of entrepreneurs go into real estate because, you know, it's an initial investment and hire a company to manage the entire, um, you know, the entire place or commercial real estate property or apartment complex, whatever it may be. Uh, and then, you know, you get checks every single month and, you know, that's fantastic. And I think that's, that's an easy way to create additional revenue. If you're in a position where you're working at a green company, you're creating enough revenue that you can then invest into other, you know, side streams. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's fantastic. And, 
And if you're behind it and it's in and you love it and it's creating the impact and perfect. Um, cool. So, uh, the, so the 2020 uh, word of the year, uh, is pivot. And we always like to yeah. talk about this with, uh, the pandemic. We've just gone into, uh, you know, a second phase. I'm in San Diego. I'm in uh, downtown San Diego. Oh, so, nice. you know, <laughs> everything just shut down like yesterday or today. Mm -hmm. Again, um, right. <laughs> It's like, and we had a very, very short summer. Yeah. I was suspecting that we were going to have a short summer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad we had a good 4th of July, but um, it seems like everyone from all over the country went to San Diego for the 4th of July because it was like the only place that was open. Um, but how have you, how have interlaced and, and you helped guided the company um, to yeah. pivot uh, during this time? Yeah. So a couple things, one from a like product perspective and service perspective, most of our existing clients were really well set up to work from home. So we, you know, like any, any company viewing the shift of, of the business community from being office centric to being work from home centric. Um, and whenever there's a big change like that, there's, there's always lots of opportunity mm -hmm. um, for our client base. We had prepared them really well from that, which, so it didn't, didn't necessarily um, detract from our revenue, but it also wasn't this like windfall, which I think a lot of uh, companies in our market would would view that. Um, we had helped get our companies prepared for that in advance. Wow, that's super um, cool. So, you know, I think some of the other things that we've been thinking through, we've we've kind of refactored what our core markets are, our core core segments. Um, we've also thought about, you know, what what are the new things that that companies need. So two things we've done, we've added kind of an advanced security package, which helps um, companies get more secure. Like if you're going to, going to go through a security audit, there's so many things that can come out of that. And there's so many ways in cybersecurity, there's so many ways you can spend money, right? If yeah. I'm an entrepreneur, I could spend all day, every day looking at the market, all the different variables that go into to securing my infrastructure. And I can you know, navigate that minefield and, and come out the other side, spending too much money, selecting the wrong products, having to, to do rework down the road, and then go through a security audit and still not meet all the requirements and then have to spend yeah, more money on the back side. Yeah. So super frustrating. So what we've done is aligned a service package for the modern cloud-based company that uses, you know, say G Suite, uses Drive, Box, you know, all, all the kind of standard products that most companies will be using created a service package that blends all of the, you know, kind of core things you need to do to get your company to the appropriate level of security for your size and deliver that as like an easy to consume package. Now you still may need to go through a security audit at some point, depending on what you need, but in the interim, you've kind of achieved this, this right level of security without having to, to go and make What's the turnaround time on doing something products. like that with a, with a new company Yeah, like on average? Yeah, we can usually get get it um, spun up in their in their environment in, in two to three weeks. Wow. So our, our typical client onboarding process is, you know, we usually say thirty days. We do a we do a, a, a you know a few days of strategy work, collecting all the information on your employees, on what what is your you know business vertical the business verticals that you play in, what is your uh, strategy for the company, so that we make sure we make recommendations and uh, create solutions that are supportive of not just what is going on now, but what's going to be going on six, 12, 18 months from now mm -hmm. um, to prevent rework. Um, and then uh, we'll do a, a week to two of deploying the toolkit, 
um, onboarding and training the users so they know how to how to use the uh, the solutions so they know how to contact us when they need help um, and all that can be done you know as little as three weeks usually three to four weeks yeah that's I mean that speed in implementation is mm-hmm. the go-to thing right now um, mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of companies will suffer is because they didn't move too fast uh, you know, and they didn't, they, they weren't able to achieve their goals that they needed to do. And then, you know, the market doesn't stop, you know, the bills don't stop. Right. So, um, being able to have interlaced go in there and create that entire system, um, all the backend, all the security, everything within a couple of weeks is incredibly powerful. I mean, it's challenging to do all these things on your own when you're starting, when you're looking at all these different pieces, yeah. all you know, puzzles of all the pieces together by yourself. I mean, you by could, the time you try to do it all on your own, you're going to be wasting so much time and money. It's, it's, it's understandable why you guys have been so successful. For, for sure. And there's so much movement in the security space and the, there's so many products that overlap or, you know, product A does part of what product B does and then, and then product C. So having just a trusted, proven, you know, package is, is, is huge and saves money, saves time. You could spend, you know, you could spend six months just doing the research um, and wow. still, and still not have a good outcome. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So what, so what kind of companies, you know, there's lots of different audiences that we have lots of different CEOs and founders of different kinds of companies. Um, you know, for the people that are listening, what kind of client specifically do you guys look for with interlaced, you know, so that way they can, you know, have an idea of whether they, you know, need something, you know, like what, sure. what you guys are, are doing. Yeah. So we find there's this sweet spot, um, between about 20 users or 20 employees in about 300 employees, where once you get to about 20, you really start to need professional IT management, whether okay. that's an internal, um, you know, an internal person, whether that's partnering with a consultant or using a, a managed service provider, such as such as Interlaced. Um, when you get to about 300, you're at the size and scale and complexity where it really starts to make sense to have an internal team and where your budget can justify having, say, a, a VP of IT having a you know IT director and then having an internal help desk. Right. Um, we can take components of that and extend. So we do work with larger clients where we do a portion. We, we maybe do the strategy component and then they have their internal IT help desk that, that helps manage the users or flip it where maybe they have a CIO, but they can save money and outsource help desk support and, and day-to-day kind of um, reactive management to us. Um, and so we usually target uh, companies in that 20 to 300 um, employee employee range. Okay, cool. So, you know, if any of you guys, you know, have companies that are, are around those uh, numbers and, you know, are interested in, you know, working with uh, Interlaced and also, you know, creating that, you know, IT structure where, you know, within two to three weeks, you know, you can, you can make those changes and you can start to pivot. You can start to you know, save the money and not have to do that six months of research, I would recommend, you know, reaching out um, to Justin and, and Interlace.io and, 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 you know, at least having a consultation call. Is that kind of where it starts off in the beginning? Yeah, for sure. So we usually, we try to get, get a sense of what's in place, where the business is going. Um, and then, you know, I think by the end of a 20 minute call, we can both have a pretty good sense. Do you think that we are a good fit for your business? Are you a good fit for client for us? And does it make sense to to go from there. So we, we usually can get, um, get there pretty quickly. Fantastic. Free consultation call. I love it. Um, so how do, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Justin, do they, I mean, interlaced.io is your guys' website. Is there any other recommended, um, 
you know, way to go. Yeah. So if you can uh, reach out to, to myself on LinkedIn, happy to connect. Like we, we think of ourselves as part of the community. Um, Chris Eames is our head of growth. So he, he helps, you know, interface with all new clients and, and get them the solution they need for their business. So reach out to Chris Eames at, at, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, sales at interlace.io. Um, and then we're uh, www.interlace.io and uh, we actually have um, live chat support. So if, if you chat in, if you just want to ask a couple questions or uh, if you want to start a conversation about uh, getting, getting a new IT department for your company, like, yep. we're happy to start the conversation there. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Justin. I mean, you, sounds like you guys have not taken a hit at all and IT is even more important than it was in 2019, which is, which is really, really great. So, um, so hopefully we'll have you on the show a little bit later on this year and, uh, and have a good rest of your day. Um, thanks. Thanks for having us. Take care. Thanks for listening to the iSmart podcast show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.